0: The Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast is a free flowing conversation that may touch on mature subjects. While the opinions are real, the research probably isn't, and somehow Atticus will find a way to talk about the Knicks. And here
1: are we go. <laughs> he trumped dudes. It wasn't just in a preseason game, he did it pretty consistently. <laughs> he left dudes saying, What happened?
2: You better put some respect on his name When we're talking about the champion Jadavion Cloud And I'm just going on eye test here right Like I like the look of this coaching staff You know Alright enough of this Let's see what kind of shit we get into today
3: <laughs> Are you
2: high? Boy It's all yours
4: Here we are Episode 37 <laughs> And uh We'll get to him eventually, but apparently, the king of delusion has a lot to say this evening to both of us, apparently. That is you know, true. He's been he, he's he's been salivating to get I to mean, him. I mean, I guess I'd be salivating too if it looked like I was going to lose and miraculously, I pulled a win out. To win the game, I point out that my New York Knicks are currently winning
1: preseason 36 26 against the Indiana, Indiana Pacers.
4: We're so, mark it about, down. so now but we're talking, talking preseason basketball. <laughs> not not, not, not the that season. Not the
2: season. Preseason. we talking about practice. We're talking, we're talking, about, about, practice, we're talking about glorified. Practice is what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> Not the game. Real quick, real Not quick. the game. <laughs> hey, cold on or whatever i got. Not a game. We're talking about practice. So, Atticus, would you say you're a bigger Knicks fan or Giants fan? Just, Atticus, like, all joking aside. Giants. Sorry. Um, I'm going to say Giants for
4: sure.
1: But the Knicks aren't far behind. They're not far behind. I got them both tattooed on my body, so. Committed. But if you look at my basement, that'll tell you who I'm the bigger fan of, right?
2: That's true. That's fair. A lot, a lot. And I, I, I aspire to a basement like that one day, minus the Steelers wall. But aside from that, I aspire to a basement like that one day.
4: I mean, not even a little corner homage? Nah. Like, not even a <laughs> little corner homage. That is not mine.
3: Can you see this? <laughs>
2: Was that was that the number of wins you have? Was that what that, that was? Like,
3: that was my cameo appearance.
2: <laughs> that's as Kelly, the, the resident Sealers fan, telling us, reminding us how many wins the Sealers have on the season.
3: Absolutely, we got one, one, one big win. No thanks to Ben. We were just talking about that actually on the ride out. How Ben needs to probably maybe play another game or two, and then we need to try out Dwayne for the rest Please of the. season.
2: Can you debut, Dwayne? Would you guys play the, the Browns? Can we just do that? Could that be a thing? It's not I, my
3: call, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> can I put my vote in for week eight or whatever week that is? That's but, what we were saying.
3: That's what we were saying. I mean, but honestly, as a team that is rebuilding our dynasty.
2: Oh god.
3: We we need to see what we're working with because you know the draft comes pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, especially when you're at the top of it, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh
2: wow, that was spoken that's like a true
4: lesson. warrior of experience. Hey, you know, its, yeah, you know,
3: know. It obviously it has its perks. <laughs>
4: hey, hey, you know the yeah, the draft is You can draft, it, you can, you can draft until, a franchise quarterback seven straight years in a row. That's how. Hey, that's
2: that's the know, perks. That, that's got to be a record. That's got to be a yeah. record.
3: Yeah. I just think that Ben should have bowed out gracefully with the rest of the quarterbacks in his class. Minus, of course, Brady, which, you know,
1: he's uh, he's just
3: in his class. Well, yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying he is up there with Brady in in terms of age of quarterbacks.
4: That's that's why, right? Like Brady's setting this bar no one else can can even attain to right now. now. And Eli, Phillip, and Ben held on for extra years, well-being. What, well, like,
2: right. maybe, not, maybe not. Well, well, so did, did, well Drew Brees. Yeah, and that, that's, what that's, he, he, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Drew Brees held on for a while, too. But if you watch Drew Brees over the last three years of his career, he never threw the ball more than, like, 10 yards down the field. It was just slants that would go the distance. I mean, he hasn't... I can't remember the last time I saw Drew Brees throw a, a long ball, you know, but. but those slants opened up some shots down the field. He took a few. You
3: know,
2: yeah.
1: I mean, with Michael Thomas, he really didn't have to do too many, though.
2: Yeah, no, that's fair. Although he fell off the map real quick too. one hit wonder. Yeah. So uh, really quick before we get into it. Uh, thanks to uh, Liesl. She actually went through and listened to all our podcasts for our predictions So, uh, we, I actually have a running tally of correct and incorrect, now she didn't do spreads or anything like that. This is just straight who picked the winner and who didn't. Right. But as of right now, um, somehow I have more picks than both of you. I don't know how that happened, but. I've picked more games.
3: it's your girlfriend counting them, obviously. No you're, 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 well, I didn't say I picked them
2: more correct. I just <laughs> have more game picks somehow. You like um, to you like to hog the studio, is what it is. Right. Like, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> apparently, apparently, sometimes I just ramble and don't let anyone else say anything. I'm pretty good at that. I should have been a lawyer. Um that being said, I'm gonna run through, <laughs> I'm gonna run through it really quick. So this last week uh Atticus led the way with uh 12 and 2 he just missed on the Lions we all missed on the Lions and Atticus missed on the Rams I was next at 11 and 4. I did. Yep I was next at 11 and 4 you guys and, both uh, and Mike was 8 and 6 overall for the year uh Atticus is actually a, a blistering 25 and 5 for a good 83% accuracy rating uh, Mike is 32 and 18, which is 64 percent, and I'm 35 and 21 for 63 percent. Wait a minute, what's my percentage? 83. 83?
4: Yeah, would, would 83 be more than 65? It would, it would. It's, okay. it's, it's like getting excited over next preseason basketball. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Very similar. That's about what it is. So, yeah. would, would, would,
1: would that, would that, would this be indicative of who recognizes talent better?
0: No, no. because
4: we did. because no, Lisa wasn't bored enough to put the point spreads in there. So she needs to get back to work. <laughs> She's making. Okay, a let's say we put point spreads
1: <laughs> in here. Would make a bit of difference, would it? Yeah, yeah.
2: Because yeah, I like oh, there could uh, be a game uh, that uh, I, like,
1: I missed the pick, but I was right on okay, the. Over. Would it make a difference in the win loss column? Yeah, yeah. No, it would not. Yes, it would. How would it make a difference in it? So, so, if, if you pick the Cowboys, spreads, if you're talking about point spreads and the, the <laughs> NFL standings, would it make a
4: difference? But that's not what we're talking about. This, is, yeah, this is this. That's not apples to apples, Atticus. Right? I thought. I thought. I thought
1: Chris started off saying. This has nothing to do with spreads. Just that's because she
2: voice. wasn't bored enough, up That's because that's because she didn't record the spreads. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so <laughs> hey, you, take wanna, you, it. you guys, hey, hey, twenty-five you and five. To,
0: do you
1: want me Kudos. to take a crash course in spreads so that I can get eighty-five percent on that one
2: too? Yeah. Do you want me to? Do you really want yeah, to go? And there? then and they yeah. go to Vegas. Then go to okay. Vegas and and uh, <laughs> clean up. Is what you should do. I'll give um, you twenty-five and five, though, man. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, that's, that's a bit, we're trying, yeah. I couldn't even give him that. You're, you're because,
4: ready for CBS.
2: You can yeah, on that seriously. show with,
4: the uh, with London. You guys Center. tried
1: to dull my shine with that. I'm not taking it. I'm not going for it. That's all I'm saying. 85 is 85 or 83 rather. And I think Chris used the term blistering lead. Was that the term
2: you used? I said it's a sizzling 83%. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's good. Sizzling. I'm not I'm not Sizzling. if I only picked half the games, I'd probably be 25. Been, this is yeah, like I will say that I've picked more correct than you've made oh, yeah? altogether, but so is Loy. But man, that was the most combative congratulations I think I've ever given in my life. Great job, Atticus. <laughs> We I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
4: gonna I'm, I'm, we. I'm gonna. I'm gonna post that. We. You know, go. for the rest of the season, when the Giants lose, I'm just gonna remind everybody that you're a hell of a game picker, though. <laughs> I'm.
2: In. That's all. Well, I he's have. got. He's got. You know, when he's turning the Giants game off by halftime, he's got time to watch all the other teams. I have to watch we the Browns zone. winning. So.
1: Hey, I will let you guys in on something.
3: to give him something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will let you guys in on something. When I go to the games, and I go with great frequency because no one wants to buy my tickets.
3: <laughs> so when
1: I go to the games, historically, I leave at the end of the third quarter. I don't even stay for the fourth. So that should tell you what my expectations are of my New York football giants. I'm still a fan, but I'd rather beat the traffic than watch my guys get bludgeoned. I'll watch the fourth
2: quarter on on, on a DVR when I get home. So is that what we're going to do for the Packers game, Lisa? We going to leave at the third quarter because you're tired of watching. Because you're watching, tired of watching them get bludgeoned. Is that okay?
0: When Baker Mayfield can start completing passes, then you can talk shit.
2: So we're going to go ahead and use that as a segue into the uh, the Browns uh, Vikings. Did you let her say that? Did you let let her say that? I got you. I got you. Don't worry. We're going to get there. Um, So. Go ahead, guys. Let me let me hear your take on the Browns Vikings game because I got some stuff that we're going to talk about here in a moment. So go ahead. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear those hot takes. I mean, you won the game. I know. That's that's what I'm happy about. Um,
4: Justin Jefferson got me some fantasy points. <laughs>
2: Atticus, what do you got? Atticus, you've been posted all day about this. You've been tagging me in things. Come on, let's hear it.
1: I don't have a whole lot to say, but I think you guys drafted the wrong quarterback. I honestly believe that if anybody should be pushing to get Deshaun Watson, especially after what Baker Mayfield has put on film this year, it should be the Cleveland Browns. In fact, give Cam Newton a call. He might be a step-up upgrade over what you have at... He looked bang. He looked... If it were not for your stout defense, you guys would have took an L. In the worst... You would have been embarrassed on national television last week. Think, that was disturbing. I think defense wins games, huh? I don't know who's worse. Ben Roethlisberger or Baker Mayfield. When there's a segment... When they take the time and you're sitting around the table in the production meeting at the NFL Network and they say, hey, guys, you know, we really need to talk about this Baker Mayfield thing. Is he holding the Cleveland Browns back? Because every other player is doing well. When you got a talent like OBJ on a team and you're overthrowing him and this guy Jarvis Landry, who's probably 75 percent of the talent of OBJ is missing. And now Baker Mayfield looks just about as good as is uh uh let's see who can who can I pick out of my ass for that Mitchell Trubisky we've had a problem in Cleveland let's do a segment on this when they're doing a segment to talk about how bad your quarterback is on a team that should be a championship quality level team you got issues bro
2: was he was he 11 for 21 for 127 six sacks three fumbles and one loss bad because that's 2020 Daniel Jones. So, next, had, he, wasn't he? What? He was, wait, who was
1: that? Who was that? That was Daniel Jones in 2020. was That That was Daniel Jones 2020. in 2020. So, we're going back in history now. Is that
2: what we're doing? Okay, so it? let's go to Are this. Were you here?
1: built to win now, or were you built to win in let
2: Let's go this year. Let's go this year. Is he? Uh, this is Ooh, fun let's podcast. see. 10 for 21 for 133, no touchdowns, and two interceptions? Because that was Aaron Rodgers in week one. That's pretty bad. Wow. That's, That's pretty, pretty bad. bad. I mean, well, no, was, Let's do this.
4: Was he, was he uh, 20 for 38 for 203 with an average of 5.3, a TD, and interception, for a poultry quarterback rating of 10? Who's that? That was oh my god cousins in the same game.
2: So, oh my,
1: but hold on a second. That's a testament. To, listen, if you're trying to compare Cleveland's defense to Minnesota's v, uh, Minnesota Vikings defense, that's not even a fair comparison. Miles Garrett is playing out of his mind this year, and cycles. that makes everybody else on that
4: line that much better.
2: I really want to see him swing game game a
4: helmet game again game, though. Honey. What was that? I really want to see him swing a helmet again. <laughs> so.
1: I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what quarterback is doing good in a losing effort. And and I am not trying to, to make you feel good, Mike, but Jalen Hurts is your quarterback. Dude, if they don't it, do it, it, bro, I did, I don't know if you watch my video, Mike, but I put a video up the other day. And I talked about the NFC East. I didn't even talk about the Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield bounced back. I'm just messing with you, Chris, to be honest with you. I do think that he's rather pedestrian for your for all the rest of the quality on that team, though. I think if anybody's holding your team back, it is him. But he's not a terrible quarterback. I want to say that. But Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has been playing very well. And I think Sirianni is showing how bad a coach, bad a coaching pick he was because with the talent you guys have on that roster and some of the play calling
4: that's happening, you're in trouble, bro. Four of five starting offensive linemen did not play. Let's yeah. let's keep that in mind, right? Like, do I think he's he learned? I don't or? want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. You, you have look to at, hear
1: look that, at, though. Look at Jalen Hurts' play with. One of his starting offensive line,
4: and it, 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 Jalen Hurts is playing well. I I I believe he's the quarterback in the future, right? They have three first round draft picks next year. It better be either a secondary or B offensive line.
2: Well, it's you better maybe, had a hope maybe you reverse lineman
4: Carson
1: Wentz still got eight, nine, ten games to be hurt, and you know he's good for it. So, no, nah, dude, we're
2: good. We're good. Okay, we'll see. Real real quick, we're just going to tie up the uh, Browns-Vikings game, then we'll get to uh, the Eagles or the Giants, whatever we want to get to. But real quick, uh, I'm going to list one more stat line. There is one more quarterback I looked up. Um, I'm going to give the stat line to you, and you guys tell me if you think – it. just take a guess at who this is. So uh, this is from 2015, went 5-for-20 for for 35 yards, no touchdowns, 4 interceptions – and a passer rating of zero for that game. Who do you think that oh, is? Nick Foles. Nope. All right. That was eventual Super Bowl champion Peyton Manning. So that was November fifteenth, two thousand fifteen, 2015 wow. against Kansas City. Peyton Manning went on to win the Super Bowl that year.
4: My oh, whole so point
2: of bringing up my whole point of bringing up everybody it, was what he, he
4: shouldn't have even been playing. Still no, played. That was
2: a stat line still played. That was a stat line. So my whole point of bringing all these things up was I think it's one game. He was completing 74% of his passes before then. And I would like to point out, I called him Trent Dilfer a couple of weeks ago and you guys told me he's better than that. So he looks like Trent Dilfer 2.0 to me. He's better than Dilfer, but that's kind of what he is. He's a game manager, a good, a good night for Baker. If I'm being honest is like 25 for 35, 250, two touchdowns, and ideally no interceptions. That's a good night for Baker. If he does that's that fair. the rest of the season, we're going to do well. That's that's how our offense is designed. Um, but that's I will fair. say – I agree with that. I will say the Browns defense is currently – now, granted, this is against the Bears, the Texans, and then uh, the Vikings, but we are number uh, two overall, actually. Number two oh, number overall. Number two? I thought it was three. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we're so number after two, that we're performance last the week they're number two, right? Yeah. We'll see, we'll see what happens the next couple of games. We got the Chargers and then the Cardinals, I believe. So we'll see what happens after that. But as of right now, the defense is winning those games. And there's been a couple teams from the north. Uh, I think t- Kelly can attest to it, where maybe a suspect quarterback still won the Super Bowl because they had a really great defense. So uh, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um Hey, 2007, but don't make faces. 2007, Ben Roethlisberger won in spite of himself. Like, let's not pretend he's been all world his whole life. Um, so yeah, that that, being that
3: said, was a rough one, I'll
2: admit. That being said, um, I kind of want to, so we're just going to touch on this game really, really quickly. Uh, because I feel like there's no more that can really be said about it. Uh, Brady went back to New England. Got the W, even though I would say he was easily outplayed by uh, by Jones uh, for the Patriots. Um, by the way, uh, he was he had about the same completion percentage as Baker Mayfield. He just happened to get about eighty more yards. So, anyway, um, but the one thing the one thing I found funny is after all this hype and everything that came up this week, uh, I, I happened to catch Sports Center uh, Monday morning as I was or I, it was lunchtime. The place I was at was playing it. I saw the headline, did we make too much out of Brady versus Belichick? And my question for you guys is, what exactly were they expecting? Were they expecting them to come to blows on the field? And if they did, who wins in a street fight, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? Go ahead, Lloyd. He's dirty as fuck. He
3: might Belichick. Be old, dirty.
2: Belichick is just, he looks like a he's scrappy belly,
4: Right, he's and he's got, super quiet, and you got to watch out for those dirty motherfuckers that are super
3: quiet. Yeah, wild. Brady doesn't have
4: it in him. <laughs> Brady's too pretty, man. He can't get hit. You know. <laughs> what do you think? I think Giselle might take take Belichick <laughs> before Brady does.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with what Kelly said and, and Mike said, and if we're gonna like answer the question that they asked on SportsCenter, I think even though. Brady got the win. Belichick did a great job of preparing his team, not only for for their scheme, but their mindset going into the game to handle who is the reigning Super Bowl champion and MVP. I think Mac Jones outplayed Brady, considering Mac Jones is a rookie and Brady is a 21-year veteran. And and, and, And not for nothing, That was just like a home game in many ways for Tom Brady. He played there and won there more than any other player has won on a field in their career. I think that the only reason they lost that game is because Belichick thought for whatever reason, attempting a field goal from 56 yards was a good idea in those those weather conditions. And as well as Mac Jones was playing, I think he should have given him an opportunity to pick up another five or six yards. I think he would have got the first down to get in better field goal position. And just say for the sake of argument that Brady, uh, that, that, that um, the Patriots made that field goal, you're going to leave 50-something seconds to Tom Brady at, at Gillette Stadium to come back and win the game? he would have won that game. So I
2: thought that that was the only mistake Belichick made in that game. And I will agree. Uh, we're going to make it a, a full sweep that, uh, yeah, Belichick would win the fight because if anyone's going to hide a shank or a broken beer bottle or something, in his hoodie pocket, <laughs> it's it's Bill Belichick. Um, yeah, right. there's, uh, there's one other milestone I kind of want to touch on. Russell Wilson notched his 100th okay. victory. He is the youngest quarterback to do so. Um, I'm going to make a comparison that hasn't been made a whole lot, at least not that I've ever heard. And, uh, I think Russell Wilson's got a little bit of Brady in him. And what I mean by that is he seems to take a group of guys that really like, really like they have the 19th best offense, the 32nd overall ranked defense right now, and somehow they win games. Uh, they win games. They have no business winning. And, uh, you know, Brady did, has done that a lot in his career where you look at the
1: teams and on paper and you're like... Chris, that's not just this year, Chris. I don't I don't mean to interrupt you, but you're spot on with that.
2: Yeah, and and there, there just seems to be a lot of times where they just win games somehow, some way, because Russell Wilson just decides they're going to win the game. Um, so props to him. Um, I think he beat Manning oh. by like 100 days as far as age goes or something like that. But uh, yeah, do you guys have any thoughts on the game before we kick it over to... Uh, the uh, the Giants game or the Eagles game? So I think
4: I think Russell Wilson is two things. One one he uh, he throws the prettiest deep ball I've ever seen in the NFL. Right, he just does. It's that moonshot and, and Tyler sorry. Lockett and him are are almost unstoppable with that pass. Right, and and you wouldn't even think like I said it before. Like Tyler Lockett, I always forget about him in fantasy football, but he's, he's a steady 15 to 20 points a game. And like every fourth game, he's got 50, right? Like just cause he catches those long deep balls. And then the other thing that Wilson does and uh, you know, he's done it to the Eagles a few times is he has perfected the art of scrambling and getting the yards he needs verbatim. Like just, you know, either it's the ball extension as he's going out out of bounds or he slides, slides in the home plate for the first down, you know, and and he doesn't really – the only time he takes hits is when his line can't pass block for him, which apparently is a lot, right? But, like, when he moves, it, it's, it's like poetry in motion, right? And, and I would take Russell Wilson any day as a quarterback, right? You put Russell Wilson on the Browns, not only are they undefeated, they are by far the clear favorite. Yeah.
1: And in Seattle, the way that their front office uh, handles player acquisitions, an offensive line is optional. And it doesn't seem to matter for Russell Wilson. He seems to make it happen, whether he has pass pro in place or effective run blocking. He just finds
4: a way. They're going to win 12 games this year and they're going to be in the playoffs.
2: And and if they're that team that they're going to win twelve games. You're going to look at them after they've won them and be like, "How the hell did they win?" Especially in the in the West, which is easily one of the the best divisions right now. Or eh, maybe I take AFC that back. West might be the best division. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I was I was thinking West, but yeah, AFC West. You're right. I think the NFC West is still good, but I don't think they were where they were like two years ago. I think they're the best division in the NFC. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, you know what? We're going to stay in that division. Definitely had a point you to bring up also. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead, Kelly. Bring up your point.
3: Yeah, I just want to say um, you don't have to turn it I'll I just want to not bypass since you were hitting and highlighting milestones from different players of the week. Ben also hit a milestone in spite of his decline <laughs> that, you know, he's one of the, what is it? 400,
1: 400 passing, touchdowns. 400
3: passing touchdowns. So I wanted to make sure we highlighted that too, before we move along to the giants.
2: Well, since we're highlighting that the Packers went on to win that game, 27, 17 in the game that really wasn't ever close. Um, the biggest takeaway from that game, was, was, the game. Was, game. <laughs> was the
3: little side.
2: Was the little side eye out, that
3: Kelly? This is
2: the Chris show,
4: right? Like, let's just be let's be clear on that, right? Like, <laughs> it's supposed to be free flowing and unscripted, but Chris has a script in front of him of what to go off <laughs> of.
3: <laughs> I was going to say he keeps glancing at something. I've noticed.
2: I have two screens. It's a no wonder other. he's got more pics in you and I,
4: Atticus. Uh, you know, it's just, just a man out of nowhere.
2: So I'm going to mute my mic for the rest of the Double
4: podcast.
2: And I'm going to let you guys go ahead. It's not easy to steer this ship. You're up, Lloyd. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> Who are we talking about?
2: Exactly. So the Packers and the Steelers had a ball game. The biggest takeaway for me from that game was a little side eye that uh, Aaron Rodgers gave. Um, who's the coach for the Steelers? The other Tomlin. dirty one, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. There, there's a little look and oh my god, Rogers to Steelers confirmed. I will say that is a rumor I've heard. I'm not happy about it. But that's all I really got on that game. Do you guys have any thoughts? What, Rogers to Pittsburgh? Or just Pittsburgh losing again, whichever makes you happier to talk about.
4: Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's a shame, right? Because like Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. I think he. I think they are destined for a losing season this year. They're yeah. not the Steelers they were, uh, yeah. and Green Bay's, you know, playing good ball, right? They, they just are. You know, they. they but the bottom the,
3: line is, right? We were outplayed. You first,
4: know, yeah. Right? The first game of the year had to be some sort of weird anomaly. I, I don't <laughs> know where the moon was that night or the planets, right, for Green Bay to get throttled the way they did in that first game. Maybe just go to oh, Jacksonville. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. And the Steelers and beat the, Steel- the bill
3: on the road. Yeah. And Buffalo. Right. That's what I thought you were talking
4: about. <laughs> it's just week one was, and, and the Eagles won 33-6. So we might as well just throw that in there too.
3: And there's that. Yeah. It's a
4: weird, weird week one. You know, as we get through the first uh, almost quarter of the season, I got to remember there's 17 games this year. But, you know, it, Green Bay looks like they're back on track. There's no one in that division that is going to contest with them. Minnesota's defense looks like it's showing up, but, like, they got
2: some problems on offense, right? Is, is Cook hurt again? Because he's always hurt. He was questionable heading into the game. I don't know. I think yeah. with an ankle injury. So. Uh, bright side
4: for Pittsburgh, Najee Harris. I really like him as a running back. I think that Deontay Johnson should be their number one receiver instead of Juju. Uh, Juju looks puffy, by the way, and you know I'm going to say that. Yeah, I said it. He looks a little out of shape. He looks a little puffy. So uh, yeah,
3: yeah.
4: You know it's. He's picking himself for not signing with Kansas City this offseason. season. Who Juju? Hell yeah! yeah. He had had an opportunity. Hell yeah! Should have should have taken the money, right? Yeah. He's not a number one receiver in Kansas City. We'll get to that guy later in the show.
3: Honestly, Juju was never really a number one receiver, in my opinion.
4: It, he's he's never has been, but he's considered their number one receiver.
3: I know, I know, and it's
4: and I think I mean, after Cole probably better than that,
3: him. Yeah, after the era, you know, that preceded him. And then you get that. It's kind of like, okay, that's our number one,
0: you
2: know. Yeah. I will say this, and I said it before the season, Pittsburgh just needs one of those seasons where they bottom out, like in all seriousness. They've been good for the better part of uh, like almost 12 years now. Like like Loy always says, they they haven't had a losing season in God knows how long. So every night it's just the way the NFL is structured. Sooner or later. Sorry, cut out. Eat that. What? I was saying, like Loy always says, they haven't had a losing season and however long. They've been great for the better part of a decade. Uh, it's just the way the NFL is. Sooner or later, you got to bottom out for a year or two, get a couple high picks, and then you reload and get back up there. So that's it's just Pittsburgh's time, unfortunately.
1: I, I yeah. kind
2: of wish they were a little bit better because I would like to beat them when they're, you know, the Steelers and not like kind of, you know, Ben's swan song, but... We'll see what happens next year, but they have some pieces. Really, they're an offensive line, and hopefully, they don't stay on the quote, QB carousel too long. Do um, you got any thoughts, Atticus?
3: It's our turn, which is a nice step into the Giants. Because what happens after you're, you know, a losing team and you hit a bottom for okay two and three years? But when you're going on six and seven, what what is it now? What's that mean, at <laughs>
4: I I love the guest voice today, just throwing daggers.
3: You know, it's great because I'm driving, so I'm forced to sit here and participate. When I'm at home, I just can't find the time. There's so much to do. Otherwise, yeah, this is great. Thanks for having me.
4: (laughs) What is it like, Atticus, having five or six losing seasons in a row? It's a uh, fan purgatory
1: is what it is. There was a segment on, um, I forget what station it was. It was called, what is it like to be a Jets fan? And they walked around the stadium during a game and asked that question to Jets fans. And without fail, every one of them was like, oh my God, it's the worst thing ever. It's like soul torture to be a Jet." It was like, it was unbelievable the consistency of the the negative remarks these guys had about being a male female didn't matter about being a Jets fan. So you know we have paid our dues for sure. Um, being in a basement, just not winning games. There was a there's a statistic out there. The Giants, that out of the last 34 home games, the Giants have only won nine and have lost 25, 25 times at home. And the reason that that statistic was relevant was because there, there are season ticket holders who are in, 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 you know, in an
3: uproar. The prices are expensive. So they were talking about how
1: you're paying for PSLs and you're paying for tickets and you're paying for these concession prices that are through the roof. at a, a you know a, a Mick Ultra is like thirteen oh dollars. You know what I mean? So you know they're talking about this stuff, but yeah, it's been rough. It's so been rough.
4: I am super grateful that I don't drink. Right? Amen.
3: We like, always because
4: I like going to things, and the prices people have to pay is is, is ungodly. I was at the Penn State whiteout game. And it's the college campus, right? 110,000 people in the stands. They're selling I, I don't even know what the fuck they were drinking, right? Uh, you know, but they were selling the, those skinny cans, probably Bud Light, whatever it was. It was like $10 a can. And I was like, "You got to be kidding me." Right? Like, "I'm not nah, not having it." Right? But I don't want to get sidetracked too far from, from the, the questions at hand, because we were talking about the New York Giants, and we might as well talk about that football game. Uh, you know, good win, right? Did not expect it. I I, I picked New Orleans, I'm sure I did. Uh, glad to see that Saquon Barkley finally got involved in the football game. Right? Like yeah, that, stay. that is probably the biggest. TikTok, you could ever do is the clock is ticking that Saquon's getting his feet back, right, and that's that's a scary proposition for NFL teams, right? When he gets his feet set and he's back and he's he's doing his thing and he's got his mojo going, you know, and he did it both, you know, he did it coming out of the backfield receiving for a long touchdown, and he and he did it with a with a with a touchdown run in overtime, right? The oh, one thing I do like, want to I- point out is Taysom Hill owns the New York Giants. Owns them. Like, how how in the hell you let that dude run through seven of your players is beyond me. It's beyond me. Hold on a second,
3: Mike.
1: That was an unbelievable run. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's That's a highlight reel for the ages. Then you know he's going to run it the second time when they're in the red zone, and he trucked Dory Jackson, left him laying down, trucked him, which was just as impressive, if you ask me, as the first one. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: So I'm not going to add a whole lot to this game other than to point out the fact that the Giants finally win one and Atticus spends the first five minutes talking about the New York Jets and how much it sucks to be a Giants fan. I think that sums it up quite nicely.
4: (laughs) And and to be fair, right, like just to be fair to the Cleveland Browns because they've always been the butt end of the joke in the NFL, (laughs) right? Why do we not do that with the Jets? The Jets are, are just as, if not equally bad, maybe even worse. Right, maybe it's because the Jets won a Super Bowl back in 1969.
2: I don't know. I think that being get, honest,
1: the Browns have won more championships than the Jets.
2: Yeah. Well, for being honest, the Browns have more wins if you starting with their 0 16 season than the Giants do. That being said, the uh, um, I think the Jets get overlooked because they play in the same division as the Patriots. And so the Patriots have just, were just so good for so long that all the, you know, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets kind of get a pass just because like, you know, because they just me, assumed. Let me, let me correct you real quick.
1: The Jets get overlooked because they're the fucking Jets, bro. Yeah.
3: They
1: don't have nothing to do with the Patriots,
4: the Dolphins, the Bills. They're the Jets. They're like the JV team in New York.
3: Yeah, so for, I think they get lost in that whole conglomerate.
4: They're like the Mets. Like,
1: nobody
2: <laughs> cares about them. They're scheduled. That's it. What's the correlation oh, okay. between being a Jets fan and a Mets fan? Is that like where if you, you like like are the in Jets the Burrows? Oh, yeah.
1: torture.
2: You saw life.
1: Like, like something that you don't aspire to do it's almost like punishment say you're going to be a Jets fan, but you joey we want you to be a giant fan. that's what it's
2: like so uh from there i want to go over to uh lloyd's favorite game and the game that single-handedly won my other fantasy league for me with tariq hill uh I, you know what, Lloyd, tell us how you felt watching Tariq Hill going off for I, – I, I didn't even watch the game. I just know Tariq Hill scored 60 fantasy points for me. So why don't we uh, – 11 for 189. Yeah. So and how many touchdowns? Two? Did he have
4: two or three? I think he had two. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they shut Kelsey down. That's the wrong player to shut down. I think if we learn anything in this short season so far, if you want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, you need to shut down Tyreek Hill. You know, that's the bottom line. You know, game one, he had almost identical stat line, you know, against
2: uh, when they played the – who'd they play? Who'd they beat in week one? The Browns? Oh, yeah. They have an almost identical stat line.
4: He had a pretty good game week one. Anyway,
2: you need to shut him down.
4: Um, I mean, they hung tough. You know, they're – for a rebuild – like, everybody says rebuild year. I, I I think that's a little overstated. I think they have better talent than that. They're just young, right? Or they're young, and then they have old line, right? So, like, it's not a really good mix. So, they need an offensive line that can play with the offense that they have. Um, I, I agree with Atticus. I, I think Jalen Hurts is the answer. I don't think there's any need to go out and look for another quarterback – uh, you know, what they need to look for is a coach. Problem is Howie, right? The problem is Howie, and, and that's the bottom line, right? Like, Howie needs control so that you you are stuck with Nick Ceriani's of the world, right? Like, you know, we're not going to get Lincoln Riley. We're not going to get Sean McVeigh, We're not going to get, you know, one of these stud offensive young gurus that have offensive minds because they'll have to deal with Howie, and I wouldn't want that job. So, you know, maybe Sirionic turns it around. I don't know, you know. But four games in, he had a really good game plan against the Falcons and has not duplicated that sense, right? And if, if Andy were here, he would tell me that. Well, you know, Mike, that you know, you you game plan for who you're playing against, right? To completely. Move away from Miles Sanders Is retarded You know I don't even know If we're allowed to say that word anymore But it is yeah. right like <laughs> it, it, It's I, I don't understand it like I Understand using game well and getting you him Involved can, in, you can use that word When you're describing as Yep, Thank you you know and no Offense to to you know the handicapped Nation out there right I don't want to offend them By, by talking about Sierra And this way right but the reality is, is, you know, I get why they're getting Gainwell into the game, because he's he's a special kid, man. I like him. Yeah. But you're you, you cannot not give Miles Sanders the ball. Not just because he's on my fantasy team. The dude's a beast. And when he ran when against something. Kansas City, when he had, I think he had a 20-year 20 20-yard 20 run, got bumped out on the sideline. And he got up and he threw the ball down. And if you read his lips, he says, that's what I bring, motherfuckers. Or something along those lines. So, and it's Kansas City. It's not sure on talent.
1: It's not talent. Their issue is coaching. that costing you three touchdowns, you gotta pull them back. That, those are discipline issues, yep. and then the coaching issues with with not running the ball. With I'm gonna say he's a top ten back if you use him. If you're not using Miles Sanders and you got Boston Scott, and you know the other kid, he's gonna be good too. But right now you got proven commodities. There's no difference than running the ball with Saquon or running the ball with Zeke. You got a stud. Use your stud. He's not doing that. And um, I don't know that that's something that he he missed in coaching 101 school or whatever the fuck. But they don't abandon the basics trying to get cute. Master the simplest. That's the only thing I agree that Ben McAdoo said. He said master the if you can master the simple, then we can expand from there on. He can't even master the simple out there. Mm. So I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of Eddy as your uh, head coach. Well, I'm a big fan because he's in my division playing like that or coaching like that. But if you guys want to achieve long-term success, it's not a talent thing. It's a coaching thing. In fact, I would dare say, that Pennsylvania, uh, uh, Philadelphia has a lot of talent on their roster right now. And even their backup quarterback, I think, is talented. It's the coaching. It's the coaching. How? Like you said, you started off, you can eliminate Travis Kelsey all you want. He hasn't been the killer. The killer's been, uh, I can't even think of the kid's name right now.
2: Tyreek Hill. killer's
1: been number 10, Tyreek Hill. He's who you want to
3: eliminate from the game plan. He didn't, couldn't even figure that out, even though everybody else showed
4: him. It's just ridiculous. And drained. Yeah, And just to point out, against the Browns, he had 11 for 197 and one touchdown. So almost identical stats? I was pretty fucking close. Just saying.
2: Anyway, moving right along. Uh, <laughs>
4: And when gonna... they do that game, they lost. But the next two games, Tyreek didn't do that.
2: Yeah, you know it's interesting. If you were to tell me Tyreek's the the key to the the Chiefs, I, I I'd lean without you know I would think it would be Kelsey too. To be perfectly honest, like you take Kelsey out, but apparently it is Tyreek. It's it's because he he did jack squat against the Chargers, the the really good Chargers. I'm actually nervous about the the Browns going out to play them. This week, Um, the one other team I I really want to get to, and then we can get to a couple games after that. But the the other last team is uh, go ahead and raise your hand if you had the Arizona Cardinals as the last undefeated team in the NFL. No, no one. All right. Um, Heavily surprised that they are. Uh, I think we consensus picked them third, maybe in the division um, going into the season. Um, again, we're only a quarter of the way through, but they look pretty damn good and they blew out the Rams. So they got something at at LA too. So they got something going on. They got something cooking. Um, I, you know, because they're uh, a West coast team, I haven't seen a lot of their games. They're not really shown here in Florida. Um, I don't go looking for them either, but, uh, they, they got some, like AJ green went out to the desert, apparently found the fountain of youth. Kyler Murray's doing his thing. Um, you know, Hopkins hasn't even been that explosive just because the ball is going to everyone. Even um, who's the running back? He was on the, the Steelers last year's Connor. He's gone out there and he's been putting up two touchdowns in like 80, 90 yards a game. So, I mean, I don't know what exactly is going on there. And who knew that a mid-tier college coach would beat uh, Urban Meyer with, with as far as like coaching chops go in the NFL? But whatever they're doing, it is working. And, uh, you know, I remember there being this debate about Josh Rosen versus Kyler Murray. And is Josh Rosen even in the league anymore? I don't know. But anyway, you guys have any thoughts on the Cardinals? I think they're playing fucking really
4: good football. Uh, I think they have an underrated defense. Like maybe they're, they're not in the top 10 per se, but like they ball out and they make big plays when they need to. And that's all that matters, man. They can get after the quarterback. Uh, they can make stops when they need them. And they they kind of bend, don't break, right? And, and, they, and they look like they hit hard, right? And, uh, like, when I look at defenses, that's, that's a, a quality that I look for. Do they, do they smack you in the mouth, right? And, and when you have that kind of defense, it goes a long way. So, you know, I, I agree with everything you said, you know. Kyle Kingsbury's no slouch though as a coach, right? He's a, he's another one of those coaches that, you know, didn't he, didn't he coach under McVay? No.
2: Didn't he did coach something together? With he was, he was another one of those coaches that had lunch with McVay at some point. So therefore he got a head coaching job, but, uh, he did something for McVay. I don't remember what the connection is, but there was a connection.
4: Can Sirianni go have lunch with fucking McVay? Like,
2: <laughs> I mean, come on.
4: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, and and I think not only from this podcast, but I think that that around the NFL nation, everybody considered the Rams the clear-cut favorite for the Super Bowl. That's a question now. Now, they got to play each other again. Uh, but next time it's it's in Arizona. I don't really know if that's a home field advantage either. You know, Cardinals don't really attract a lot of fans either.
2: So, we'll see. A lot of transplants in Phoenix. You got any thoughts on this one, Atticus? He froze. He froze. I'm going to just assume that he just wholeheartedly agreed with everything we said. Um, And we're just going to completely blow his mind by being on a completely different topic when he unfreezes. Yep. So, um, you know, there were a couple other games we didn't really get a chance to get to. cowboys panthers uh, Cowboys are, are looking pretty good as much as, uh, to the chagrin of most of the NFL. Um, it's kind of hard though. Cause I mean, the, the, the one real good team they played, they lost to, albeit by not much, but I will say their defense is, uh, is looking pretty good. Um,
0: the chargers.
2: yeah, the charger, the chargers Raiders. So real quick, uh little, so I actually, uh, I was down 12 points heading into Monday night. And I had Derek Carr and Mike Williams on my uh, on my fantasy team, and <laughs> I literally had to watch to the because I was like, I'm just going to watch this game long enough to win the win my fantasy match, and then I'll you know turn it off. I literally had to watch until the fourth quarter because the defenses were just bawling the frick out. I think Derek Carr had what was like three for eight for fifty yards by at the end of the first half. It was a ridiculous, ridiculous defensive game. Things started to open up a little bit more in the second half as they usually do, but both defenses balled out. Uh, the charges are a force. And I will say, I thought they were still a year. Like I knew they were going to be good, but I had them more wild card good. I didn't have them possibly winning the division. Good. Um, I will give props Atticus. I'm pretty sure uh, he uh, he's been on them since the beginning to win the division outright. Um I thought they were maybe a year away from seriously challenging the Chiefs, but they seem to be the whole bag of chips right now. Um, What do you think? So
4: just, uh, you know, you brought up some stat lines earlier. Uh, I want to mention two sacks, six tackles for a loss, four passes deflected, seven QB hits. Four sacks, four tackles for a loss, four passes deflected, and seven QB hits. When you say balled out, that I don't think that gives these, either defense the justice, right? Like, I mean, it was a defensive line showcase uh, in, in Los Angeles last night. Um, now, Herbert comes away with, you know, having a pretty good game. Still didn't pass for a whole lot, but he, pass, he made the right passes at the right time. Missed on a couple. They didn't get to Sean Jackson in the game at all. Right. But like, and uh, to your chagrin, didn't hit Mike Williams often or early. I think, I think he had one for 11, one, one, catch for 11 yards, I think is all he did. You know, but uh, I, I think the Chargers uh, might start filling up that stadium with some Charger fans. We're really hard to out muscle the Raiders nation. Right. Considering the Raiders played in L.A. and in Oakland. And like, it, and everywhere in between, you got lots of Raider fans. So, you know, it's it was no question that they were just as loud as the Charger fans. You know, it was about equal, you know, but I think as the season progresses, you're going to start seeing a home field advantage for the Chargers. You know, not like a few years ago when, you know, their stadium was basically Philly West, you know, when the, when the Eagles went out there to play. You know, it was it was it was essentially Philadelphia in San Diego. You know, we're not gonna see that. Is Kid Herbert is is a blue chipper, right? Uh hope, you know, how how is it that the Chargers go from a prolific career of Phillip Rivers, you know, to Justin Herbert? You know, with Ty Tyrod Taylor with a game in between. <laughs> you Long know, time. it's just it's it's amazing. So you know, good time to be a Chargers fan. I think Kansas City's in trouble, right? I th- I think the blueprints out there. You know, um, Philly was out of the game, but were they really out of the game? You know, they they kept it close for a while, but
2: uh, they don't. The Kansas City doesn't have a defense. Los Angeles does. Well, I was gonna say, not only is the blueprint out there, but I think the Chargers have the the horsepower to get it done, right? Um, I think Chargers and Raiders have
4: the horsepower to get it done.
2: Yeah, and but, they still
4: got to play Denver too.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I, the one thing I, I just kind of want to touch on is Charger fans. Come on, you, you got a good team. Get out there and support them. Like I get it. You used to be, you all grew up Rams fans or whatever because they used to be there. You, you got a good team on the other side too and their uniforms are iconic. D- come on. So
4: come on. we will also be starting a GoFundMe because, you know, the Spano's family has some inner turmoil. The daughter D wants to sell the team. You know, valuations up this year it's up to 430 mil for that 15% nugget. So uh that's our goal, 430 mil. GoFundMe you know, then fo- fuck your team. Football trash talk for real fans uh, will be
2: NFL owners. And I mean, come then. 430 million, that's what? If we can get 4,000 people to each give us a thousand bucks, is that what yeah. that is? is yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. About, that's about right. Not... Come on. Or, or just a couple of rich people to give us money. Yeah. We, can, we can figure this out. We'll get it done. Let's give Bezos a call. Like, we could run, I mean, real quick, and I know it's, like, way off topic, but first, first if, if we had 15% of the Chargers, what's what's the first, the first move is that they always wear the powder blues at home. That's That's the first move. That's just their primary uniform. That's what they're wearing at home. That's the first move. The second move is taking them out of L.A. and putting them somewhere that's going to appreciate them. That's a nice stadium, though, man. Oh, it's a nice stadium, but... I, they need to be somewhere that appreciates that it bothers me that anytime they play the Raiders, that same is going to be half filled with opposing teams and they have just like Justin Herbert's going to be something special. Like he's going to be the guy we're talking about. Like we're, we're going to watch him evolve. Like he's that whole team right now has got something good going. Um, even their coach, who's, who's the first, he seems that like, they're all in sync. Like it's just ridiculous he seems to be able to push the right buttons at the right time. And not for nothing, I know, like, it was a relatively quiet game for Herbert, but I think in the first half he was still 175 and three touchdowns. So, I mean, I'll take it. Um, put him on the Browns. Yeah. Anyway.
4: Um, so, Herbert is like Joe Kane from the program without being a drunk. You know, he's got that mentality, and I love it. You know, he's a leader. You know, and he and he's passionate about it, and I just I, I really really like it. Uh, I'm I'm a fan. I'll just say it.
2: Well, and you you know what's interesting, but before we get into the Thursday night game here, um, you know, at the, the old guard of QB, like the, the starting QBs around the league, like the, the legends from like five years ago, right? They're all pretty. Like Brady's the only one left. Yeah, Ben's on his last legs. Like the Philip Rivers is done. They're all kind of fading out. You kind of go, but there are some great young quarterbacks. Like, and it's going to be an exciting. And the fun thing about it is they're on different teams, so we're going to see some different teams dominate for the next five six years. You got Burrow over in Cincinnati. As much as I hate to admit that, you got uh, you know you got Herbert who we're talking about. Um, you got uh, Allen over in Buffalo. Uh, you know, and and not I don't think he's there yet. But you got Hertz. Um, And maybe to a lesser extent, Baker, depending on if he's willing to take a lesser contract. And that's not even getting to Mahomes and Jackson, who are MVPs in their own right already. So, I mean, the league's in great hands going forward. I like that a a bunch of different teams, um, you know, we're going to see kind of come to the limelight. And not for nothing, but I I think Zach Wilson has better days ahead of him, too. Um, I, I just think it's just one of those things where, unfortunately, New York, the New York Jets are just a mess. And uh it's it's hard, it's hard for for a veteran, for a rookie, for anyone to come in and, and be, you know, right the ship in, in in four weeks. So uh lot of good, lot of good talent coming around. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um so with that being said, let's go ahead and just uh kick it over to the what what should be a good Thursday night game. We got the Rams visiting the Seahawks. Um You know, instinctively, I want to say the Rams, but like as we talked uh, earlier, Russell Wilson just seems to somehow win these games. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to pick the Seahawks yet, uh, but what are your thoughts on this game? I mean, toss up, right? Like the Rams lost to
4: the Cardinals, right? Mm -hmm. The Cardinals, are they better than the Seahawks? Probably, right? I I think Seattle loses. It's it's really hard to pick against Seattle in Seattle, right? I just, I don't think the Rams lose two in a row. I just don't, you know? And, and, you know, we talked about the offensive line woes for Seattle. That's a problem when you have Aaron Donald on the other side of the ball. You know, it's, yeah, I, I can't in my right mind pick Seattle to win this game. So the Rams are favored by two and a half. I think they cover uh over unders 54 and a half,
2: 30-24. I'll take the over. Yeah. Uh I, I I I want to disagree just for the sake of disagreeing on the show, but yeah, I just I'm I'm with you. I can't see the Rams losing this one as much as we said. Russell Wilson just seems to win. Uh, the, the Rams, I think, are just too much, like position by position, you know. And I, I think Wilson might be the better quarterback, but it's not by much. And that's the only position that I could definitely say 100% is a Seahawks victory. Every like defense up and down is Rams. Uh, receivers are just about equal Um, the Rams I think win in the running running game they have better offensive line I I just don't I will be shocked if the the Seahawks somehow win this and I agree I'll take obviously the Rams to cover Um, 50 you said 54
3: and a half yeah
2: I'll disagree with you there. I think it goes under just because it's a divisional game. Uh, These games always end up being tighter than to. I see like a, like a, you know, 27, 21, and that would be under. So. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I, I I see that. Um, But yeah, I think the Rams are just too much for this uh, Seahawks. Um, I think they've kind of gotten this far of a little, uh, you know, Uh, smoke and mirrors and I think as they get into division play we're going to see them kind of fall down a little bit
4: I like it so fun fact right now too like Derek Carr still leads the league in total yards passing guess who number two is Jalen Hurts Tom Brady yeah yeah Thomas Brady. It's it's amazing. I don't even I don't even know what to do with that information.
2: Well then again, they they like I think last or this past Sunday was the first time they ran the ball more than six times. So when you're throwing the ball to Mike Evans 50 times a game, I mean you're gonna you're gonna rack up some yards, right? Yeah. I think he leads at touchdowns too, though. No, nah, Stafford.
4: Stafford leads to touchdowns. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm actually excited for this Thursday game. Right? Like, I mean, we we've talked about it at nauseum about Thursday being the direct direct scheduled game. And you know, I'm I'm gonna reverse course too. I th- I think it's the under, right? Like, it's it's a Thursday night game. It's a quick turnaround. Uh, you know, Seattle's gonna play them tough. You know, but LA's gonna win by more than a, more than a field goal. You know but I agree. It's it's going to be under 54 is lofty, 54 and a
2: half. Yeah, that that feels like a little too high for a division game to me. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and stop there. Special thanks to uh, guest host uh, Kelly bringing the Kelly Davis bringing the bringing the heat actually. She did bring a little heat. She uh, she turned this she turned our normal uh, docile podcast a little hostile today. So I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for joining and uh yeah, I'll see you see you on Friday. All right. Take it easy, man. Later.
0: Do you ever disagree with what's said on this podcast? Well, come join us on the Facebook page that started it all, Football Trash Talk for Real Fans. You can let Loy know how much the Eagles suck, tell Atticus how delusional he is about all New York sports, remind Chris that the Browns are one of four teams to never reach the Super Bowl, or even talk about the hottest slot receiver of all time, Randall Cobb. Whatever you do, just don't be a fan of the NFC East. We have enough of that crap already. Come check us out. There's always more room at the barbecue. Anyway, this has been the Football
2: Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast. It's been a pleasure. And as always, FOT. Stay safe out there.